Welcome to the RV Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate RV parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest owner of RV and mobile home parks in the U.S., Frank Rolfe. With the U.S. government spending so much money and printing so much money as well, it's important for most RV park owners to seriously consider the potential impacts of inflation on the industry. This is Frank Roth, the RV Park Mastery Podcast. We're going to be talking about inflation, that dreaded word, and what it could theoretically mean to RV park investing. Let's start off with what inflation is. Inflation, as we all know, is just a continual rise in prices. Now, it's been part of the U.S. economy since virtually inception, and it's nothing to be truly feared. We typically have a target in the U.S. of inflation of running around 1% to 3%. But some people, and it's reasonable to ask, beg the question, what happens if it goes higher? What if suddenly, even though we assume inflation of just a few points a year, What if that was to double or to triple? What would the true impact of that be? And it's happened before in American history. So let's review what would happen with a typical RV park investment in the environment of higher inflation. Let's first start off with one of the key things that everyone needs to know about real estate is it performs extremely well in inflation. I was an economics major back at Stanford, and I recall in my textbook, bear in mind that was back during the era of Jimmy Carter and stagflation, that there were two things that did well during inflation. One, gold and other precious metals, and two, real estate. Real estate is a very tangible asset. It's just like gold or silver, although even better yet, it can be income producing, particularly when it's an RV park. So the very fact that you're having inflation or higher inflation actually benefits real estate. Now, why would it benefit real estate? Because again, real estate is actually tangible and tied to something. You collect rent from your customers. It's a hard asset. It's not just some piece of paper, financial document you get from your stockbroker at AG Edwards. So you actually have a hard thing, a precious thing, a thing that's irreplaceable. So inflation actually works very well for every facet of real estate. So RV parks definitely score well in that department. Another good thing about real estate is if you have inflation is you can pretty much raise your rents as much as you want. If you were to have hyperinflation like Germany, uh, you know, back in the World War II era, you could still handle that, but you'd have crazy high rates. I mean, if you had mega, mega inflation like they had back then, you would might be go from $30 a night to $300 a night, theoretically. But the bottom line is, yes, you can reset your rents at any time. There's no rent control, to my knowledge, in the entire United States concerning RV parks. So you can pretty much set whatever rent you feel like setting it. And if you had high inflation, you could set your rents theoretically, continuously higher. Now, another interesting thing about real estate and inflation is most people buy real estate using debt. In fact, you'd be crazy not to. That's one of the ways you can really spike your yields is using sensible leverage. And as you have high inflation, the amount of that debt in real dollars decreases. So while you're raising rents and your values are going up in your RV park by creating more money, your bank is stuck. They don't get anything more no matter what happens in that flat amount of the loan. So as a result, their loan amount becomes eroded over time from inflation, which is another reason why inflation has actually been an asset to real estate over the years. But what else is going on with RV parks in particular? Well, one issue you would see with inflation would be typically higher prices at the gas pump. 
that would be a, a downside to inflation for RV park owners. But at the same time, that's already been going on. We've already had rounds of continually higher oil and gas prices. And what did it do? It kind of just changed the dynamics of people using the RVs. Today, they tend to either not drive as far or to still drive far, but go to a destination and just sit there in that one spot. They tend not to travel from property to property like they did in the old days. So some of that has already been factored in. But of all the things that inflation might cause, it would be detrimental to RV parks. The biggie would be the impact on interest rates and on banking. Because what happens is when you have high periods of inflation, typically those are met with higher amounts of interest rate. And so where you can really get damaged with an RV park or any real estate asset, it comes down to financing. Let's model it out for a moment. Let's assume that you had a loan and the interest rate on that loan right now was 5%. And let's assume inflation went up to 6%. Well, interest rates might go up to 8 or 9%. So when your note comes due, what happens? Well, you go to get a new bank loan only to find you're going to have to pay a significantly higher interest rate. And in a worst case scenario, there might be no banks open at the moment doing loans. They might be too concerned with inflation and the erosion of their loan values. They might just decide to sit it out for a while and not do any loans. So what's the key item to watch out for with an RV park? That is to make sure that you give yourself plenty of leeway regarding lending. So what does that mean exactly? Well, number one, when you're financing an RV park, always use what we call sensible leverage. Don't, don't over-lever yourself unless you've got a plan B. So I would typically want to see on a loan today, 20 to 30% down approximately. Now, if you get a better deal with seller financing, that's great and everything. But just remember, you've got to have a plan. If you have to go get a different loan product in the future, you may have to put more money down to get yourself back to that kind of 20 to 30% down that lenders prefer. So just don't box yourself into a corner where you don't have an alternative plan if the amount of down or the structure of the loan changes. Number two, try and plan your lending way, way in advance. If you have a loan that is coming up in the next year or two years, start now. Start looking at the various options. Don't run it right down to the wire. For all you know, that's the very moment in which the banking industry will go into a crisis, and then you won't have time to find another lender at, at some kind of rate that you can afford. There's nothing wrong with prepaying your loan. If you get it down to the last moments of your loan, maybe a year ahead, there's nothing wrong with going ahead and refining it then and not waiting to the very end of the loan. A lot of borrowers instinctively wait until just the final few months. That's simply too risky. What happens if the banking industry is in turmoil in those final moments? It's a lot safer to plan ahead. If you have a five-year loan, you might look at getting that new loan in year three and a half, or maybe for sure at the start of year four. Why? It gives you plenty of room to position to find that new loan. And if you can't get the loan you want, it still would give you time to sell. So it's very, very important in times of inflation, if inflation really worries you, that you try and plan your lending around the prospect of inflation. And if you're buying an RV park, it's also, again, important if you can to get as long a loan as you can, as far as the term, and also a fixed interest rate. So those who can go ahead and get an RV park, for example, in a CMBS conduit loan right now, which is a 10-year fixed interest rate product, well, that's a really safe way to go because what happens is you don't have to worry about inflation or interest rates for an entire decade. Now, even then, I'd start a couple of years before the end of it, that's for sure. But the longer you can get the loan when you have errors with the risk of inflation, the better. 
Now, back when interest rates were higher, not that many years ago, about a decade or so ago, smart people were trying to be a little shorter on their length because they knew there was nowhere to go but the interest rate to go down. And they didn't want to get locked into a long loan, particularly if there's a prepayment penalty, and then suffer through those higher rates when they could have gotten a lower one. We've all seen that firsthand with home mortgages, right? And people wanting to refi into lower interest rates. But right now, with the rates at world record lows, not actually the world record, but the, among the lowest in American history, the safe bet is that rates really aren't going to go any direction, probably other than up. So as a result, you want to plan accordingly. You want to go ahead and harvest and embrace any loan you can get that has a longer term and a fixed rate. Any bank that gives you two options, a fixed interest rate or a variable, at this moment, I don't think you'd want the variable. You would always want to go for the fixed. Another thing to think about is, if you get a seller finance deal on that RV park, is at some point you'll have to get a bank loan unless they fully amortize to the end of the end of the loan. And in that case, it's always smart if you can to A, get the longest term you can on that seller note, B, get a fixed interest rate, but C, also see if you can buy an option to extend if you need it. Now, how does that work? That's a one-time payment if you need it uh, towards the principal on the loan, and it buys you an additional period of time, typically about two years. So let's say you had a five-year deal with mom and pop with a two-year emergency option if you needed it. What you would do is if you said, well, the banking industry is all screwed up right now. I need an extra two years of time. You would make a one-time principal payment down on the note, let's say 20 grand or something, and that buys you two years. It costs you really nothing because you're just prepaying your note. You're not paying an actual cash penalty to them that they get to keep. It goes against your loan, so it really goes to you. You're doing it to give good faith demonstration that you're not going to walk off and abandon the deal. And that's why they would continue forward with you because they know you would never put more money down if your intention, in fact, was to walk away. The bottom line to all of it is that RV parks are pretty well positioned for the eventual risk of inflation. We all must always assume inflation is right around the corner because it has been historically since the beginning of time. But RV parks are going to fare much better than almost any other asset category if and when inflation ever hits. The key is to plan and mitigate your risk regarding lending. And as long as you can hold that off, as long as you can go ahead and steer your ship to the middle of the channel regarding lending, you should be just fine regardless of where inflation rates head. This is Frank with the RV Park Mastery podcast series. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the RV Park Mastery podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.rvparkmastery.com, where you can learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate in RV parks.